This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, Scott. Scott Benjamin, <laughs> auto editor, HowStuffWorks.com. How you doing? I'm all right. That was a pretty smooth intro, Ben. Thanks, man. I've been working on my smoothness. You know, I've been, I've been reading up on... Uh, on some uh, things about how to become uh, more eloquent, mm. how to how to sound uh, more approachable, mm-hmm. uh, more intelligent. Uh, I guess we should tell our listeners here. Boy, do we have a hard time with titles yes, on this on this show. Yes, we do. Yeah, we God are. bless Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always have a hard time uh, figuring out exactly what to call our our podcast. But um, this one's pretty simple because we're just going to talk about slot cars today. Yes. Did and I? Did I? Pull no. the rug right out from underneath there. Did you I steal didn't pull your... the rug, man. Yeah. You rolled the red carpet yeah. <laughs> out. This is this, this is the kind of mind reading that makes us podcast partners. Well, you look excited about this one. Is that is that right? I I am, man. I'm probably about thirty percent coffee and seventy percent excited. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's not bad, I guess. No, it's it's actually yeah. we just ticked up to seventy three percent excited. <laughs> but I think we'll I think we'll get um, we'll find this more and more interesting as we go. But you know what? You know what? Let's not take it too fast, Scott. Let's 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 start off with a, a regular logical way, mm-hmm. as you tried to start off, and then we talked about carpet. I'm sorry. Well, I tell you, it's it's tough because we're both interested in this. We sure. we, we both had slot cars when we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're still rattling around in my mom's basement somewhere. Oh yeah, um, the slot car set. I'm sure it doesn't work, of course, but um, it's there, and. I don't. Know, I just have really good memories of you know Christmas morning with my slot car set, you know, brand new slot car set. Oh yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, what about Christmas. you? Same, same, same idea. I also got one for Christmas, um, but you know maybe we'll get into the okay those okay. cards. Yeah, yeah. Because because for our for our listeners here who don't know what they're ta- don't know what we're talking about, yeah. you know, we talked about the title. What are slot cars? And we picked that <laughs> yeah. because that's the first question. Yeah, sure we are. Here, three minutes into it, and we're telling them what they are. Okay. <laughs> so slot cars, basically what slot cars are, um, we'll just keep it real simple, scale model cars that are on a, a track that has um, two separate uh, courses, I guess. Or if, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It's a track beside a track, really. Yeah. yeah. And 
the cars are guided via a, a slot that's carved into the middle of the track. Um, alongside that slot, on either side, is a metal rail, and the metal rail carries electricity that powers the vehicles. And that's a pretty simple explanation. Most people have seen the slot cars, and if you mm-hmm. haven't, you know, take a quick look online and, and find out exactly what they are. But the slot is what really keeps the car on the track. That's what keeps everything moving in the right direction, I guess, so it doesn't just spin out of control or fly off into the wall. Or mm-hmm. um, They sometimes do that anyways if you go a little too fast around the corners, but that's, that's part of the skill. That's part of, uh, part of the fun of the, uh, the slot cars. And for me, the fun was going off the track. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, you'd set up your own jumps and yeah. tight turns and things like that. Yes, yeah. I did, and I was not very practical when I was doing it. Um, <laughs> but we, I, I guess, you know, when you think about it, what's really interesting about these these cars is that technically for quite a few young people this was the first car they ever owned and it was electric the only catch being they <laughs> couldn't and they could drive it the only catch being they couldn't ride in it yeah they couldn't ride in it they're not they're not nearly large enough to uh to to actually sit in or ride in it we're talking about um for the most part uh matchbox size cars most people know sure. what matchbox cars yeah. are like we're talking about that size but there are other sizes as well, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, yeah. There, there are plenty of sizes, um, but there are three main divisions of sizes. There's a there's a size that's the the one to twenty four, which would be a twenty fourth uh, size representation. There's a one to thirty two, and there's what they call the H O scale. And all of these are now. It may sound like it's just a matter of size, mm-hmm. but to the enthusiast and the fans and the racers, national and international racers of these vehicles, they're very different. And uh, well, how maybe, so? What do you mean? Go into those guys. They're 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 terribly. Di- I mean, I, I can imagine that the one twenty fourth are are pretty big. Yeah. The yeah. one. What do you say? The H O scale. And then H O scale. Uh, H O scale is is a little little bit different, but the one one of the main differences. Uh, that I guess could be a distinguishing trait other than size is the amount of voltage these things take. Mm. Uh, they're, you know, they're on uh, DC power, uh, so the 24th, the 124 size takes, uh, when you're racing it, it takes 12 volts. Uh, the 1 to 32nd takes 12 to 16 volts, uh, so, so it does go higher. And the ones are HO scale, depending on uh, what country they're in, uh, it's around somewhere between 18 volts and 19 volts. Hmm. So okay. you can't just walk up to the HO guys when they're racing and pop your 132nd on there and think you can hang out with them. <laughs> you, can't, uh, you can't mix with the other crowd is what you're uh, saying, right? You know you, what? Uh, you just can't do yeah. it. Maybe you can, but you have to bring a, a car specifically for oh. their competition. And uh, these guys are pretty serious about it, Scott. So... For our listeners, we I, I think if you are okay with it, I think we should go into a little bit of basic education about these. What what are the elements, the components? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that they're they're uh, they're they're really into it, and there's a good reason for that is because they're a lot like a real car, and they're more so than I ever knew when I was a kid playing with these things. Because you know, I had the set where you know I'd, I'd play with it, I'd put it away, it'd be done, and I'd, I'd take it out and play with it, put it away, and it'd be done. Sure, not the case really with a lot of these guys. They they uh, Go down to the, the point of tuning the ch- you know fine tuning the chassis, um, oiling the motors and the shafts and and truing the wheels and you know we'll we'll get into all this in a moment but yeah um, it's very much like uh, preparing a car for 
a, a full-size car for a race, uh, you know, like let's say if you were doing autocross or something like that. Uh-huh. It's very much like that on a much smaller scale, of course, uh, but they're just as focused, just as uh, just as intent on the details as anyone would be with a, a full-size vehicle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I did not know that. They're either. they're extremely detailed. A lot of them are. Not not all of them, but a, a lot of them are really detailed. In fact, you know, those are some real high-dollar cars that have. Um, tiny figurines with you know behind the wheel that actually have features that you can see, um, uh, gauges that you can read numbers on. Um, just extremely detailed vehicles can cost a lot of money. They're very expensive, so of course you're going to maintain them. Um, sure. You know, as if it were something that's of value to you. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the you know ten dollar throwaway type car. You know, not that you'd want to do that anyways. But um, you know, it's it's d- totally different scale, really. So we, maybe that's a bad word to use scale. When we're <laughs> yeah, about we, this. Well, maybe we were just a different level, obviously. Yeah, maybe sure. we just weren't, you know, don't, we shouldn't beat ourselves up. We were kids. You <laughs> that's know? right. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are still kids out there that are doing what we did, you know, where they, uh, you know, break part of the track apart and then go as fast as they can and just launch it into, uh, you know, the cat or the dog or whatever's nearby. You know, I. Not that that's a good idea. But. I loved that dog, but I <laughs> I did do that once. You did, yeah. I did. I yeah. will I will not give the dog's name to protect yeah. his or her identity. And probably just wandered by. It wasn't like you set it up like for that. Any you know, you didn't put a a treat bowl or anything near there, right? Oh no no this uh you know uh this this was back in the days of yore when I was <laughs> when I was uh, too young to get a grown up driver's license, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the okay. the dog was just interested. Well, that's good. Most yeah. of mine ended up hitting the wall or something like that. Something uh, mm. didn't really matter, but um, I'm sure it was rough on the cars. And you know, I guess we should sure. get into you know how to properly care for a car. Really, we can talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about maintenance, but uh, we should probably talk about the components that make up a slot car because there's a lot more to these things than meets the eye initially. It's not like a, a matchbox car. You know, they're that size and that uh, roughly about that size, anyways, right. for most cases. Um, but for the most part, Matchbox car is just, you know, a shell and a couple of wheels and an axle. You know, there's a little bit more to it than that. But Yeah, um, a Matchbox car is uh, a collectible representation of a vehicle, whereas I would argue a slot car is actually a vehicle. It's a, it's a moving vehicle. It can't, it can't, okay, yes, obviously it cannot convey people. It's current size, but it works. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. So. It, it works. It really does work. And, um, and there's a lot of little tiny elements within this car that have to work together in order to make the car move forward. And um, Well, let's just get into it. We'll, yeah, we'll give me, what it is, do but, we have a list? Uh, yeah, of course I've got a now, list. Why do you, you know I, I love these lists. I know, but I've always got it. I feel kind of bad about it. But um, Okay, here. We'll just okay. go right down yeah, the list. Yeah. Shell. Body of the car. Okay. Right? So these are coming right from the article. So you know, if you'd like to go to HowStuffWorks.com and look at the article, How Slot mm-hmm. Car Racing Works. Mm-hmm. Please do. You can follow along. <laughs> All right. So um, shell, which is basically the body of the car, uh, usually it's plastic, um, and sometimes there'll be a molded interior that has a, um, a driver character within there as well. You know, it just depends mm-hmm. on the level of detail you got. could be convertible even, uh, so you may be able to see a lot of that detail, which would be kind of cool. That is cool. Um, of course, there's a chassis, which everything is attached to the chassis. So, you know, chassis is really – that's a critical component. It's the linchpin kind. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, every – Every component in this is critical because there's not a lot to waste here. Um, you know, it's it's everything has a purpose because otherwise it just wouldn't be on the vehicle. You know, it's just too small of a space. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no waste. Um, so the chassis, we just said that. Um, an electric motor. Now, an electric motor. So this is this is what drives the vehicle forward. What powers the wheels? 
again, critical. They're rated usually by RPM or by speed. And again, you mentioned that you know the more voltage the vehicle mm-hmm. receives, the more power it produces. So sure. um, there you go. You could buy different ratings of motors. Um, now this is something that's a little different from the cars that you and I probably had. Um, newer cars have copper or steel braids underneath, and these are kind of like um, well, these are braided metal um, materials. They're, they're mesh material almost, and it hangs below the car. And you can kind of spread these out and clean them and keep them nice and shiny if you like. But they're copper or steel, and they are meant to maintain contact with the electric part of the track, the two rails that run on either side of the the groove that you know the the slot that makes up the slot car. Oh, okay. So it it keeps the uh, electric current flowing from the track into the car. Huh. And the idea now these are new because when you and I had these cars, or at least when I had the cars. Uh, it was a solid metal piece, and it had a, a spring underneath that kept it um, kept a lot of tension on it, and it was it had to maintain contact with that track all the time, otherwise the car would die. That's the kind I had. Yeah, and those are terrible because you know you go off on you go off the course. Let's say your car flew off, mm-hmm. and you lose that tiny little spring, and you would either have to disassemble the, disassemble the car and put that spring back in, which you know, good luck having an eight year old do that. You're right. Um, or you know, your car was simply just out of commission for a while and you had to get a new car or a new part or you know take it to somebody to have it repaired so uh, i think this braid thing is a good idea yeah it does sound like they just kind of hang down and contact the the track and Mm -hmm. it's a lot cleaner way of doing this um next on the list here is a a guide or a guide flag which really the guide is the pin that sits in the in the groove yeah so it keeps the car Mm -hmm. on track and there's something called a guide flag now which I looked into this a little bit, and it's it's shaped a little different. It's almost like a fin, like an inverted fin that Weird. rides in the. Because uh, I'm used to kind of a um, just a straight pin that goes down into the track, you know, and it um, really didn't have any distinctive shape. It was just a cylindrical piece that stuck down into the right. uh, the groove. The guide flag is like I said, like an inverted shark fin or something like that, and it um, it pivots with the car even. And again, helps keep the braids in place. It's all part of the the braiding and um, that little component. I guess. These things have gone a long way. Yeah. I'm actually, I was, you know, when we started, I was thinking shell saw that coming, chassis. Yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, braid. When's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll get uh, it'll get even a little bit crazier here when we get to the end. I'll I'll, I'll tell you one that'll shock you, but. Um, this won't jack you. There's gears or gear sets. You, we've oh, always had those, of yeah, course. Yeah. Those are interchangeable. You can um, buy different gear sets for uh, performance. You mm. could buy them for um, outright speed, you know, top end speed, or you can buy them for acceleration um, because some people, I guess that's important, acceleration. I, mm. Mine always seemed to accelerate quick enough anyways, but I wasn't a pro. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think I was a pro either. I was just... <laughs> I was just pretty amazed by the fact that mine would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until, they're pretty until I lost the aforementioned spring. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're they're pretty amazing when you're a kid. You know, you can put yeah. the track put the track together and and make that thing go. That's mm-hmm. something fascinating about it. Magic. Anyways, um, there's also magnets or balance weight or ballast weight. Uh, the magnets are used for, um, I guess, for downforce in the car. If you want to, okay, put it a certain way. They, sure. you know, they, they attract to the track, and um, they help the vehicle maintain the lane that they're in. They uh, um, allow it to corner a little harder, a little faster than normally. So there's slightly less skill involved, and you know, 
I understand there's a lot of skill in it anyways, but you know you have to have to accelerate at the right time, let off at the right time. Mm-hmm. If you've got magnets in the car, it's a little bit easier than if you don't have magnets in the car. And you'll find that a lot of the um, enthusiasts, I should say, um, have removed the magnets from the car, and they instead go with ballast weights because the weighting of the car is important because that's what keeps the wheels in contact with the track because the wheels truly are driving the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they're soft rubber wheels. The motor's spinning the gear sets, which spin the axle, which spin the wheels, and they do have to have a certain amount of weight to them. Otherwise, they just simply won't accelerate. They won't corner. They won't handle. So you can fine-tune these things a lot like you can a car um, in you know, how much weight and where you place the weight. And the magnets normally do a good job of that, but if you're removing them, you have to replace them with something, and that's called ballast weight. Wow. I know. Man, these guys <laughs> thought these people, sorry, uh, sorry to any, any female slot car enthusiast racers out there, these people really uh, take thinking about their vehicles a lot more than we are. Oh, sure, and I, I can't imagine what it would be like to drive one without magnets in it, because I guess... Mine up to this point that I've ever driven, sure. I've always had magnets because, and it was still hard to keep it on the track at certain times because you, you get going pretty fast, and if you didn't let off at the right, you know, let off the gas at the right point, um, boom, yeah, it, it was would gone. Just fly off into the dog, like we said before. I I did not, dude. I didn't. It's not <laughs> like I hit the dog in the face. Sorry, it's not like it was on yeah. I, well, okay, well, I'll bring it up one more time, and that's it. Oh, man. You know Peter's <laughs> going to come just, get me. Just wait for it. All right. All right, the last uh, bit that I want to mention here is microchip. Um, now, I Microchip. Know, a microchip, yeah. A lot of cars have microchips in them now. And we'll get into that in a moment, too. But there are digital controllers. Cars that m- are matched with those controllers use a microchip so that they can have multiple vehicles. You know, I'll just tell you right now. Tell me right now. I, I'm halfway there anyway. So okay. You can, with cars with microchips, you can have multiple cars in the same lane of traffic, which you normally couldn't have in, uh, yeah. in the tracks of old, uh-huh. if you were to place, let's say, let's say you had an older set, older set, yeah, and you placed a car on the track and you ran it about halfway around, and you stopped the car, you put another car on the same exact track that you're in, the same lane that you're in, and then you push the button again, both cars are going to go at the same time, and I did that many times. Yeah, I uh, thought that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty fun because you could race two cars at once, one controller, and it would work. With cars with a microchip, you could do that and have a friend who could race against you in the same lane. Hmm. Yeah. But they can't really <laughs> pass you. They um, can only hit you. Some tracks allow you to change lanes, which is kind of nuts in slot car racing. I, yeah, I've been trying to figure this one out for a while, but if it's truly slot car racing, it has a slot and it's somehow attached to that, that lane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would change lanes. I guess maybe the way that train tracks change? Now, I, had, I don't know. I, yeah, there are certain places where there are switchovers. You know, yeah, and, yeah. But I've seen that. That's not what I'm talking about. Some cars could switch lanes. Now, there was a track. Just at will? You know what? I just remember the name of it, TCR Racing. I had a track that was by TCR Racing. I don't know who made it. Okay. It was, that stood for Total Control Racing, and it had a a small uh, shifter on the the controller, and you could switch it from left to right, and that would change lanes, now that I recall. But it did not have a, um, that track, that particular track didn't have a groove. It didn't have a slot, so it wasn't a true slot car race. Weird. A racetrack. That's, yeah, it wasn't a true slot car yeah, track. So I'm, That's I'm weird, I'm wondering though. if this is the same thing. I, I just don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the way. Because <laughs> I'd almost believe that they would be able to you know, pull up the uh, the guide and, and change lanes and then put the guide back down with as advanced as they seem anyways. Yeah, with a microchip in it. I don't know. <laughs> crazy, crazy microchip. 
Okay, so we've talked about tracks, digital tracks, or analog mm-hmm. tracks, which are just you know the, the normal ones, but they do get pretty elaborate. Um, some of these tracks are, you know, you've probably seen the the crazy train setups that are, you know, they have mountain scenes and and people uh, yeah. and crossings like and cars and everything else. The Lionel trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Or you know, whatever. Yeah, Lionel is probably a big one. Yeah. Um, they do get that elaborate for slot cars, of course, and you can find videos of these things online, which are really cool because sometimes they have point of view camera shots. Or from another vehicle racing alongside that car, which is really cool. Oh man, that's interesting. It's really cool to see because you'll see other traffic as well. You'll see you see mm-hmm. other cars passing this car. Um, you know they're they're side by side. One's got a camera in it. It's you know or the car that um, you're watching has a camera in it as well. Mm-hmm. And it, you know as it speeds through the town, it's really really cool to watch. That so. is pretty interesting. Yeah, look into it. Um, slot car racing videos or something like that. I mean, point of view shots are really cool. Man, so, okay, so the same way that they have the scale representations of towns and cities mm-hmm. and, uh, as you said, mountains and, and forests? Yeah, anything. I mean, it could be just a it's a, like a real-world scene or real-world set that huh. these things are driving through. And they're, and they're very elaborate and they're very large. And um, I could see where it would be a lot of fun to, uh, to join a club that has something like this and you could have access to that. If you want to, we can talk about the largest slot car set. I would love to talk about that. that. Okay, yeah, well, what, what is it? Because I, mean, I had some small ones at home, and I was always uh, just dying to get more track pieces to make and that add thing. more. And yeah, more. I wanted more yeah. and more, but I, I just couldn't do it. Well, my friend, there have been people who have taken this to the utmost extreme. Um, but our conversation about this is going to be brief, and then we'll go on to some more definitive stuff. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it's contentious. Hmm. Um, there's a guy named Don Chaco, and I. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name, sir, uh, who has built uh, the what he claims to be the world's largest slot car set. However, there is also one that purports to be the largest permanent slot car set in our very own Mall of Georgia. So no right up the street. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You know where I'm going to be this weekend. That uh, is awesome. I had no idea it was even there. Man, we, yeah. we mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. and I think I just about fell out of my chair. I had no idea. I've been to that mall even mm-hmm. and had no idea that it was in that in that place at all. If it, if it had been there, you know, if I had known about it, I would have been there for sure. Well, you know what we can do? Uh, we can we can hunt it down and check it out and figure <laughs> yeah. out where to go. There's there's one more. Uh, there's a, a group of guys in the United Kingdom who have also uh, built uh, one of the largest, which they also say is one of the world's largest uh, slot car sets. And they did it with a budget of uh, ten thousand. Oh my so, gosh, ten thousand dollars! I yeah, I believe it's dollars. I think it's dollars, oh. not pounds. I'm Could not be sure. Pounds, yeah. I mean, if it's pounds, then it's like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So right. this was a big track, and you can you can check out the uh, you can check out videos of um, you can check out videos of the of the one in the UK. But I was very interested um, by the fact that there's not, as far as I can tell, a universally agreed upon largest set you know because again the same thing that bedeviled you in childhood is still defeating people now it's like the you know there's uh the way to find it's like the search for the world's largest number Mm -hmm. you just add one again Mm -hmm. so everybody who has a set right now is only a certain number of track pieces away from the biggest set oh sure and they just keep adding and adding and adding which i'm all for by the way 
You're all for yeah, sure. I would. I'd love to know. You know how long it takes to get around. You know a car around the world's largest track, or or how many track pieces does it take to build a car track that goes <laughs> around the world? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I. You know, I've also heard of enthusiasts building racing tracks that match their favorite racing circuit exactly turn for turn oh yeah yeah which is another big thing that you know you, you can race the uh, nurburgring or mm-hmm. you could race uh you know if you're a nascar fan you could race daytona because you know now we're not saying it's two and a half miles we're saying that you know it would be you know it would it'd be an accurate representation of that of that race course and that you know for our listeners of course that's something obviously uh the two of us have not done. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we were, we yeah. were, I think, enthralled by the circle. And <laughs> yeah, I may have had a figure eight, and that was probably about oh. a little bit more elaborate, I think, but yeah. um, not much more. So with people who are spending the time to make these elaborate setups and these reproductions, um, they're also probably spending a lot of time making sure that their work doesn't go to waste mm. You know, with maintaining these things. Because what strikes me is the way we're describing this uh, it it sounds like these people are treating these on the level of real cars, as you said before. Well, I shouldn't say real cars. On the level of um, combustion engines, like the ones we use to get to work. So. Oh, sure, yeah, they're uh, they're very meticulous about maintenance with their uh, with their slot cars, even, and rightfully so. I mean, if you have a lot of money invested in it, or you know, if it's just something you appreciate, why would you let your your car, you know, wither away, or you know, why would you let it, uh, you know, run in poor condition? You, you'd want to properly maintain it you'd want to protect it so that you could run it again next weekend and hopefully you know you could improve it mm-hmm. to make it better for next weekend so um if nothing else they're, they're trying to improve their cars what was that can you tell us a little bit about that penny trick you were telling me about <laughs> yeah. yeah if you if you had an older track and i don't know if this is true anymore at all but you used to be able to clean uh the tracks with a penny you could take mm-hmm. a penny and kind of drag it along you know underneath your finger along the track and i'm making a scrubbing motion with my finger like uh-huh. i have a penny underneath it and um yeah, it was uh, just a simple, effective way to keep the track clean, and I guess it's kind of the, the same thing as keeping the the braids clean underneath the car, okay. or the uh, you know the metal pieces that contact the track. Um, and you know, you reminded me this week. What's that? Christmas morning one time, my uh, my grandparents were visiting, and I had my track set up, and it was powered up, and you know we were playing with it. They had a dachshund, and a wiener dog. Uh-huh. And which I have now, by the way, not the same one, different, different wiener <laughs> dog. Um, the dog kind of nose over, is curious about the track, and you know, dogs have wet noses. Mm-hmm. Sniffed the track and made contact between both rails and got oh, a no. pretty good shock. Yeah, zapped it. You know, it pulled its head back and uh, didn't get near the track for the rest of the day. I'll tell you that. Was, was he uh, okay? Uh, yeah, she was okay. It was, oh, she uh, no, so. cricket. Yeah, she was all right. Cricket, cricket. Yeah, that's the that was the dog's that name. That was the dog's name, Cricket. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get it. That's cool, but that's <laughs> that's. Yeah, you know, biologically, it's incorrect. No, <laughs> well, you know, my cousin has a my I cousin have, has a dog named Tiger, and it yeah. bugs me. I had a friend named Cricket. I thought you were going to say you had no. A when I was Tiger, six, I had, a, I had a little girlfriend named uh, Cricket. Imaginary or real? No, real. Oh, okay. Yeah, very real. Are we cool that I checked? Is that... <laughs> I don't want to... I mean... I'd rather not talk about my imaginary friends. Okay. All right. Well, cricket, <laughs> Let's get back into sorry, maintenance. Let's get back into slot cars. Yeah, maintenance. Let's talk about maintenance. We'll get off this awkward topic. <laughs> uh, okay. So basically, here's what it is. Ma- for maintenance, mm. cleanliness is the key here. Um, just keep the car clean. Keep the track clean. Keep 
the parts of the car clean, keep everything well lubricated. Mm-hmm. Um, the braids, you know, you can kind of clean those, spread them out for better contact. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, you can take the body off of these cars easily. So why not do that? You know, get rid of all the, the dust and grime that kind of accumulates during a race. Sure. Um, just, you know, naturally kind of accumulates debris from the track, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, the rims and tires, you can sand the tires. You know, these soft compound tires, you can sand them to uh, true the wheels, which means to make them perfectly round. That's wow. um, kind of a skill involved in that, so you'd have to look up how to do it. That's um, for improved grip. And you can clean them with uh, with lighter fluid. Um so they can be, uh, you know, squeaky clean, I guess. But lighter fluid, I guess, is a good material mm-hmm. to use to, you know, probably with a, um, a cotton swab or something like that. Uh, and as we said before, the tires really are driving the car. Yeah, so. they really are. So they're yeah. very important. Tires are really important, like uh, tires are on mm-hmm. cars on the road. And, uh, you know, we mentioned lubrication. You'd want to uh, lubricate the real lightly, and but do it regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd want to lubricate the motor and the motor shaft, the gears, and the axle bearings. Anything that moves, basically, any metal part, metal on metal or metal on plastic, anything okay. where there be friction, uh, you want to keep that lubricated. Um, you can also make chassis adjustments we talked about with weight and magnets and whatever you want to use, um, You know, however you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And another key is that you want to warm up the motor, I guess, for a lot of, a lot of racers will like to uh, prep the motor for a big race, and you know, that's something that I had never done. How did they do that? Well, they, you know, have a, a separate section of track that they use for warm-ups, or um, maybe they they slowly increase the speed of the car just to I get see. it uh, ramped up to to racing prep mm. speed, or you know, just to get the, get the motor ready to go. Okay. Um, so it's important. And one other thing, and last point that I'll make here is that they also mentioned that you can you can use oil to soften the compound on the tires. You can you can soak the wheels in oil. A certain type of oil. Don't just use any kind of oil. But I was going to um, say like canola. No, no. <laughs> it, I'm, and you know what? That that brings up another quick thing is that older racers. Now, y- you and I, we had you know just basic tracks. We weren't soaking our wheels in oil, probably. No. Okay. No, at least not on purpose. Well, there's a there's a distinctive smell that goes along with slot car racing. Yeah. And kind of a little bit of argument what that smell is because it's a little different for everybody. It smells kind of like a burning mm-hmm. smell. Something's it's like burning a hot. crackly, burning smell. Yeah, 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 and it just seems to go along with slot car racing. If you've ever been around a slot car track, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's the uh, the power source that's heating up. I figured that, too. And also the, the heat of the cars on the track because they do get warm. The tires mm. get warm, the motors get warm, and there's oil within the motors. I think it's kind of a warm oil smell. Now, older racers from the 1960s, that's, that's kind of when this thing this yeah, the advent. Was, yeah, was, well, was, well, not advent, but it was the the most popular era of it, I guess. It's when it was uh, big, a, tra- a trend. A, oh, yeah, like a I real guess you're right. I guess you're right. trend. Yeah. Um, racers from that era might think of a wintergreen oil scent. Really? Was yeah. that the oil? That's what they soaked the tires in. So, you know, as oh. the tires got warmer, uh, it would give off the smell of wintergreen. So a lot of uh, you know the older slot car racers may remember a wintergreen scent when they're when they're racing their slot cars. So we would walk in and sniff around and think, my God, is somebody cooking gum or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what it would smell like, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. You know what though? I bet I bet you uh, there are some people who still do that because this is uh, for a lot of people. This may seem like a, a new world as far as as racing goes Mm -hmm. but it is also really a form of racing and a lot of people are into it scott like how we talked about earlier 
those three main divisions on size, mm-hmm. well, each of those divisions has one or more uh, racing associations. Oh. I've got a, I've got a really short list here. So it's all oh, good. You want to run through? I'd love to, yeah, because uh, yeah. usually I'm the one reading the list. I'll just sit back and relax. Yeah, I figured. You know, every <laughs> once in a while, I thought you might want to take a take a little off. I'll time. take a breath. Yeah, take take five here. Um, so for the one twenty fourth, uh, there's that size. There's the United Slot Racers Association, or the USRA, and they're they're the big kahunas in the U.S. for slot racing of this size. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier, remember how we mentioned they use 12 volts on those those size vehicles. It's funny because they only use 12 volts when they're racing. When they're qualifying, they use 14 volts. Hmm. I know, so there's got to be some expertise in there. That, yeah, no kidding. That's Don't know why. Uh, Maybe it's just a trick for the newbies. very specific. I yeah. wonder why it's like that. I bet there's, you know what, with a lot of things like that, there's got to be something that happened that made that necessary. But it goes beyond that with uh, the 124th because there's also the International Slot Racing Association, which every year chooses a different country for the international, the world championship, I guess. Uh, and then if we go to 132nd size, there's the True Scale Racing Federation. I thought that name was interesting. Mm-hmm. True Scale. Oh, huh? they're saying they're the uh, they're the one. I'm not. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody <laughs> there. But uh, before you get, hang on. Just yeah. before you go on yeah. to the next. You said there's an international there is. group as well, and they choose which country they go to yes, each sir. year? Yep. Wow. That must so, be, uh, to, if you're traveling internationally to slot car race, that's then you're t- at, at that point, there's got to be some point where you're getting on the plane where you say, is this really a hobby anymore? Oh, I thought you were going to say, did I pack my car? Did I pack my car? Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine showing up without your car? Well, I'm sure you could just stop off at any hobby shop and replace it, right? Oh, you're speaking blasphemy <laughs> with after what we talked yeah. about here. So for the uh, for the HO scale, there's the HO uh, Professional Racing Association, and then there's also the United Federation of HO Racers Association. Wow. So those I, I'm not quite sure the the relationship between these two. Uh, I think they do have uh, similar rules. So there are a lot of people involved in this, and uh, if there are any listeners who have a slot car set, they they've just broken out. You know, they've they've just uh, rescued it from the confines of a cardboard box in an attic or something, and they're wondering how far they can go with this. Uh, you can go out of the country with it. You can go around the world. You can go around the world. That's right. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds highly competitive, and I, I, it's pretty interesting. And it's kind of making me want to dig my set back out now. You know what? I'll 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 make a deal with you if you want. Uh, if you if you break it out. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can do a, a revisitation of this. Oh, it's in Michigan. Well, that just gives us something to look <laughs> forward to. It's about eight hundred miles away. I'd have a. It's going to be a difficult uh, difficult trip, but you know, it just feels right, Ben. It's kind of like you know the the go kart episode that got you fired up about getting a go kart. Oh and, yeah. Um, same idea. I'm I'm wringing my hands right now. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah. He he really is wringing his hands. He's not just saying that. <laughs> and uh, I I don't know. Are we good on this? You think? Yeah, we oh, covered we, this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for so that's all I know. For our listeners, there we've uh, we drained Scott dry of slot car information for today. But if you're wringing your hands, wanting to learn more about vehicles or anything automotive related, please give us a visit on the website. If you have a suggestion for a future topic, please feel free to send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.